0: Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the problem with low PSI and high PSI. And this is referring to your pool's pressure gauge. It's the gauge on top of your filter. And there could be a problem if it's too low or if the pressure is too high. Pool Service Pro. Open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. But what exactly is the pool's PSI and what is it measuring? It's an indicator of pressure in a liquid. And basically, it's the pounds per square inch of pressure in your filter. As the filter pressure gets higher, the flow to the pool gets reduced. And as the filter pressure, of course, goes lower, the flow to the pool is also reduced. So these both cause the same problem, but there's all different things that cause high pool PSI and low PSI in your pool. I'll start with the low because this is a problem that you can solve sometimes easily and sometimes it can be more difficult to solve. Low PSI is when you look at the pressure gauge and normally let's say you have a D filter as an example here and the pressure's usually at 20 when everything's running good and you get to the pool and the pressure is down to eight or it's down to seven. It could be even lower in some cases. And this is an indicator that there's definitely a problem with the flow in the filter. It shouldn't be that low because normally it would be at 20 psi. And the return lines would be pushing the water out. The cleaner would be moving really well in the pool. And the spa spillway would be spilling over. So the first thing, of course, that I checked are the very obvious problems that I see all the time. Which, number one, would be low water in the pool. This is something you don't think about right away, but if the water is low in the pool, this could cause the pump to prime and not prime, and it could cause the low PSI in the pool. And it's pretty obvious if it's low water, you just look at the pool, and if it's really low, then the skimmer is not operating correctly. And you can see in the pump itself, water is coming into the pump. There's a clear lid on top for a reason, and this is so you can observe what's going on in the pump. And if you see water coming in, And then you see air in there, and then you see water again. And if you see the pressure gauge kind of going from 20 back down to 10, back up to 18, back down to 8, then that's an indicator that, of course, there's something with the pump and it's not pulling the water correctly. And it could just be the water is low in the pool. It could also be that the weir gate is stuck in the closed position I seen this all also often. The water level looks fine, and you're kind of scratching your head. It's like, why is there just the pump's not pulling the water, and why is the PSI so low? So what I will do is go to the skimmer. I'll take the lid off, and then I'll check the weir gate by grabbing it with my hand to see if it's in the lowered position or if it's stuck up. And this can happen for a number of reasons. It could be the weir gate is failing, and then it just the foam part is just not floating back down when the pool is activated or the pump is activated and it's just stuck in the up position it could be some debris stuck in the weir gate right at the edge where it touches the side of the pool or the weir gate could have gotten cracked or the compression spring could have been dislodged by swimming and this also causes that problem. I've also had a pool toy stuck in there right at the skimmer. I didn't really see what it was until I reached in there and you could pull out like a ball or one of those floaty things for some for a kid's arms when they had like the inflatable floaties when they can swim to help them swim and stay above water and get jammed in there. So check that first. That's the first thing I do is to make sure that there's nothing actually physically wrong with the skimmer area with the weir gate or with low water. And then the next thing I will check, and this is invariably the reason why the PSI is so low, is that the impeller is clogged up. This happens for a number of reasons. Maybe some small debris bypasses the skimmer basket, which does happen in a lot of cases. One way to prevent that is to get a filter saver or filter sock for the skimmer basket. This is a cloth kind of stretchy material that you can actually put in the skimmer basket to prevent small debris from passing through the holes in the skimmer basket. They're highly effective, and I recommend it if you have any areas or pools with debris that's really fine that gets through the skimmer and goes into the pump. And if you suspect maybe the impeller is clogged, what you're going to do is turn the pump off and take the lid off the pump basket. And this serves as a dual purpose also because sometimes there's just debris in the pump basket around the area where the impeller is at that's causing the problem. This is very common in the whisper flow pump. All the debris is pulled right where the impeller is at behind the basket. This also happens in some of the larger Jandy and Hayward pumps, like the Jandy Stealth or the Hayward North Star with the big pump baskets. Debris tends to just be pulled right where the impeller is at, and this will cause the problem. So take the pump basket out, check it and inspect it for any cracks. Make sure there's no debris right at the bottom of the pump basket in front of the impeller. And then if you notice that the pump basket is fine, then the next step would be to check the impeller. This is pretty easy to do and I like using a flathead screwdriver. I don't recommend using your finger because you can kind of cut your hand on the outside of the impeller, not necessarily in the impeller, but on the outside. Of course, make sure the pool is not going to turn on at any moment. So if you have an automated system, put it in timeout or service mode. If you have an intermatic timer, check those trippers to make sure that the pump's not going to come on in the instant that you're doing this. Usually you can't turn off the pump if it's right next to the trippers anyway, but just make sure the pump's not going to come on while you're doing this. And then you just take the flathead screwdriver and you spin the impeller. And as you're spinning the impeller, you're going to maybe see some debris come out of there and you'll hear a gurgling sound. And when you hear the gurgling sound, you've usually cleared the obstruction in the impeller. Fill the pump basket up with water, I like using a 5-gallon bucket and I pour the water in rapidly, put the lid back on, and then turn on the system to see if that took care of the problem. There are rare cases where you have to take the actual back of the pump off or take the motor off the pump and then inspect the impeller physically. Sometimes there's debris stuck in the side of the impeller. A lot of times if they're these small seed-like debris, it could get stuck on the side causing a problem where the impeller is not spinning well. So it definitely check that. Sometimes there's a bunch of string-like debris wound up in the impeller. That's kind of rare in most cases. But if you pull the pump basket out and it has a crack in it, chances are larger debris pass through and are jamming the impeller. So that's when you have to take it apart to go ahead and check that. Another thing you can check also is to make sure that the pump lid O-ring is on there good and it's not causing any problems. If it looks like the pump lid O-ring is flat, or if it falls off the lid pretty easily, or if it looks stretched out, that could also be a problem with the pump, with the priming of the pump, causing some air to get in there and causing that problem. The last thing you wanna look for is an air leak. This is usually when there's air getting in somewhere around the pump area. Sometimes you'll see an active leak. This is something that's really hard to diagnose because the threaded area of the pump sometimes will shrink if if the pool gets low on water it'll shrink and let some air in. This problem is really obvious when you go to manually vacuum a pool, or if you have a suction side cleaner connected at the skimmer, you're gonna find this very obvious. This means that when you have the cleaner or you're trying to vacuum, the pressure gauge will drop. And then if you remove the cleaner and remove your manual vacuum hose from there, the pressure gauge goes back up to 20. You know, when you have the cleaner connected, let's say you have a Hayward pool cleaner or navigator, And as it's running in the pool, it starts and stops. The PSI goes from 20 down to 8, back up to 20 once in a while, back down to 8. And the same thing happens when you put a manual vacuum hose in there, try to manual vacuum a pool with an air leak. You're going to see the pressure fluctuate from 20 back down to 10 or 8 or even go to 0 and then go back up again. That's a good indication that there's an air leak. At the pump this means that it can't pull all that extra water because air is getting into the system it's no longer a closed system and you'll see the psi as an indicator of air getting in there a couple solutions for this is to replace the threaded part of the outlet and inlet of the pump if you have unions you can simply unscrew that and put a new threaded part into the pump check the union o-rings of course just to make sure they're intact But sometimes you'll have a little melt right there where it threads into the top and the front of the pump. And simply replacing those threaded parts will solve that problem. Another rare problem would be that one of the O-rings in the Jandy valve is compromised. This doesn't happen very often. I've talked to Jandy and they say that the O-ring should last quite a long time without causing any problems. But I have run into problems where the O-ring in there, and it's a pretty thin O-ring, does stretch and wear out. And you can easily replace that by taking the top off the valve, take the screws off and changing the O-ring in there and see if that solves the problem. Of course, you can also have a clogged skimmer line. This is something that would cause low PSI if some debris were to get into the skimmer line. And this, you can also check your skimmer basket if it, it's cracked and you suspect that there's some debris in there. You can call a plumber and they can blow it out with a, with a CO2 tank. Or you can take the Jandy valve apart right by the pump. And a lot of times the debris gets stuck right there by the gate inside the Jandy valve. Again, these are pretty rare problems and it only happens maybe if the pump basket, if the, uh, sorry, the skimmer basket were to float up and debris would were to get by into the line. And that's one of the problems that you could have if the skimmer basket does float up or if the skimmer basket is cracked, debris can get past there and get stuck in the plumbing. All of these will cause the pool PSI to register as low and sometimes even at zero. So you definitely wanna check all of these things. Anything that has to do with low PSI is usually something before the pump or at the pump itself. And then anything that has to do with high PSI is usually after the pump, indicating that there's something causing the PSI to be high in the filter. And one last thing I wanna touch on before I move on to high PSI Sometimes the pressure gauge is actually broken and stuck. So what I like to do is tap on it with my finger. So I'll get up to the the plastic and I'll just give it a couple taps with my finger. And then I'll tap it. And sometimes you'll see the needle inside there move. It'll be at like 12 and then I'll jump back to 20, which is the PSI you were looking for for your D filter. And then simply replace that pressure gauge. Sometimes you're getting a really high reading and it's really not that high because the pressure gauge isn't working. So, of course, it sounds simple, and it sounds like something that you should check more often, but it doesn't really get jammed that often. But it does happen once in a while where the pressure gauge fails, and then you're getting the wrong PSI reading on that gauge. And they're pretty inexpensive, and they're pretty universal. So just unscrew that and put a new one on, and you should be fine. Now, high PSI, I mentioned, is an indicator of something usually wrong after the filter. Now, the only time that this is not the true case is when there's poor water quality. The water, of course, is before the filter in the pool, and if the water quality is poor, then it's gonna definitely affect the pool PSI. And depending on your filter, it'll affect it more or less, depending on what type of filter you have. What I mean by poor water quality, if the water is cloudy, or if you're just recovering the pool from you know, an algae bloom or the pool was recently green and the pool hasn't totally cleared up. This poor water quality can affect the PSI in, in the pool because it's causing the filter to be essentially clogged up with this bad water. If it's dead algae or if it's, you know, organics in the water, this will affect the filter itself and this will make the PSI read high. Now, back to the filter itself. In that case, Sometimes the high PSI is because the filter is just plain dirty. It needs to be cleaned. It hasn't been cleaned in a while. And D filters typically are at about 20 PSI. And when a D filter needs to be cleaned, the PSI usually is around 30 or even 35 PSI. Sand filters are very similar. You're at 18 or 20 PSI. And when you need to backwash, the sand filter usually gets to about 30 PSI. Cartridge filters are a little different. If you have a single cartridge filter maybe 150 square foot cartridge. Usually the PSI is around 15 and then when it's dirty it gets to about 25. If you have a quad type four cartridge filter, sometimes the pressure gauge doesn't even indicate when that filter is dirty. So be cautious with the quad cartridge filters because they have such a large square footage area. The filter gauge doesn't normally indicate that the filter is dirty, although I've seen some of those go from 20 psi or 18 psi to 25 psi. And on rare occasions I've also seen those quad cartridge filters go to 30 psi. That's when the cartridges are really dirty. Now I've seen single cartridge filters at 40 40 psi and that's when the cartridge filter is extremely dirty. So you don't really want the filter to go that high because what you're gonna see is really poor flow to the pool. As I mentioned, the flow can be affected by low PSI, so when you go to the return lines, nothing's coming out because there's just not enough water being pulled into the filter. High PSI has the same problem because there's a lot of resistance to the water coming out of the filter, which means that the flow will be really poor. You'll notice that the return jets just aren't pushing water out like they used to. The automatic cleaner is not even moving or moving really slow. You'll have to adjust the suction to increase it. And you're going to just notice that overall, the flow to the pool from the spillway to everything is really slow. The simple solution, if you have a DE filter, is to backwash it for about a minute and a half and then see if the PSI drops. And if you backwash it, if it's at 30 PSI and it drops down to 20, then you know that the filter definitely was dirty. And so you just want to recharge that DE filter after backwashing it with some DE. Depending on the size of the filters, how much DE you're going to add back into it. And then if you have a cartridge filter, of course, you want to take it apart and clean it. I mentioned that the quad cartridge filters, the PSI doesn't usually go up too high on those. But if you notice that the flow is poor to the pool, then I would just clean those cartridge filters. And that's an indicator that the cartridge is dirty regardless of the PSI. And typically, the quad cartridge filters need to be cleaned every four to six months. Unless you're in a really windy area where there's a lot of dirt in the pool, you have to clean it more often. But I find that typically the quad cartridge filters will last 4 to 6 months in between cleaning. So that's a good indicator that it's time to clean it. If it's been 6 months, then definitely clean those cartridges. For a sand filter, simply backwash it if the PSI goes from 20 to 30. And that usually takes care of it. A 2 minute backwash is usually sufficient to drop down the PSI. Now, if the sand filter's been neglected, and this happens sometimes when you take over a pool and they've never backwashed a sand filter, or not regularly, then the sand can be compromised, and the sand could be just a solid brick in there, and that would cause the PSI to be pretty high in there. If you backwash it and nothing happens, ask the customer, hey, when was the last time you backwashed your sand filter? And if they say eight months ago or a year ago, then you know there's a big problem with that sand in there. And and usually, in most cases, you'll have to take that apart and change the sand in that sand filter if they haven't been regularly backwashing the sand filter. Now, one caution with the sand filter is that you don't want to over-backwash it either. The only time you want to backwash the sand filter is when the PSI goes up by 10 PSI. This is really important because you can overdo it in the opposite direction and cause problems in the sand filter by backwashing it every week, let's say, when it doesn't need it. So only backwash the sand filter when it needs to be backwashed, and that's when the PSI goes up by 10 on that sand filter. So if you're at 20 and it goes to 25, I wouldn't mess with it unless you're really seeing water flow issues. But when it goes to 28 or 30, definitely backwash that sand filter. and This will extend the life of the sand in there and the filter in general, and you won't have to change the sand as often. And it'll eliminate a lot of problems with poor water quality if you just backwash it when it needs it. For a D filter, if you backwash it and just clean water comes out, no D comes out, this could be an indicator that the DE is really caked on those grids. Because when you backwash a D filter, what happens is that the flow is actually reversed in a grid type D filter where the inside of the grids expand with water. That pushes everything off of the grids. And it should expel it to the backwash line if there, if it's working properly. Now if the DE filter is just really compacted because the DE is on there and you haven't taken it apart and cleaned it for 6 or 7 months, then you're going to have to take it apart and clean it because backwashing is not going to be effective. It's just kicked on there too well. So just take the DE filter apart and hose it off. If you have a quad DE filter, I'm not a big fan of backwashing those. I don't think it's really effective because the backwash acts... Not in the same way. It just kind of takes the water that's in there and stirs it up, and sometimes it takes some of that DE off the cartridges in the Quad D filter. Sometimes it doesn't. I find that it's just really easy to clean the Quad D filter, so I'll take the lid off and I'll hose off the Quad D filters and I'll put them back together, and that usually solves the problem. One thing you're going to notice about the Quad D filters is that if that the water quality, if the water quality is poor, if you're recovering from a green pool the pressure in the quad D filter will rise a lot faster than in the grid type D filters. I'm not sure exactly scientifically why that is, but I find that a green pool cleanup with a quad D filter is much more difficult and the pressure goes up a lot faster when the water quality is poor in a quad type D filter. But they're really easy to take out and hose off, so it's not a major problem. It's just something that I've noticed with the quad type D filters. And if you clean the D-filter or clean the cartridges and the the flow is still poor, then it's an indicator that you have to change those grids. With a D-filter, if you clean the D-filter and it's at 20 PSI and the next week it's at 30 PSI or two weeks later it's at 30 PSI, that's a good indicator that the grids need to be replaced. You can pretty much tell when you hose them off if they're really stained and if there's some cracked frames in there or if the cloth looks like it's about ready to tear, then those cartridges... Then those DE grids are no good and replace those. Usually they last about three or four years. Cartridges last, the the quad cartridge type filters last about three years. I wouldn't go any more than three years with those. And of course, the single cartridge filters wear out a lot sooner. They can wear out in six months to a year and even less depending on the brand of that filter. So if you notice that after cleaning it, the PSI goes up, then definitely replace the filter elements, change the grids and cartridges, If you notice that you're backwashing your sand filter and not much is happening, it could be an indicator that the sand needs to be changed in your sand filter. The last thing that could cause high filter PSI is an obstruction in the return line. This could happen if you have a salt water system. The salt cell could have a lot of calcium buildup, restricting the flow. So take your salt cell off and clean it really thoroughly. Sometimes debris will get stuck in the salt system. This happens when you clean a cartridge filter or a defilter, and some debris bypasses the filter. and goes into the return line. So take that salt cell off again and make sure there's no debris clogging it. And you can have a rare case where something breaks off and causes the return line not to work properly. I've had a check valve where it broke and it wasn't opening properly. I also have had a heater part break off inside the heater and get lodged in the return line. A good indicator of this problem is that when you turn on the pool pump, the psi spikes rapidly so it goes instead of going from like 0 to 20 slowly it goes from like 0 to 30 really rapidly like in a blink of the eye and that's when there's a, a dangerous situation so turn everything off and see what's obstructing the line and this could actually cause the filter tank to explode in some cases so be really careful When you have a filter gauge, when you turn on the pump, if it spikes really rapidly from zero to 30, and there's no slow, kind of gradual increase in pressure, that means that the water can't leave the filter for some reason, and there's an obstruction in the line, and that's a dangerous situation. It could be a collapsed return line. I've seen that happen also, and it could be that somehow the return line got deadheaded, and this happened with the pool I was at one time where... The water features were controlled by the return line. Someone broke the tab off the Jandy valve and actually deadheaded the return line, which means that the off was pointed towards the filter and no water could get out of that pool filter. So it's a dangerous situation when you have the pressure gauge go from 0 to 30 or 40 rapidly and the filter's Gauge spikes like that, that means that there's something obstructing the return line. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can go to my website swimmingprolearning.com on the banner, click on the podcast icon, that'll take you to a drop down menu of other podcasts I recorded, and if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast, have a great rest of your week, God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show The Pool Guy Podcast Show The Pool Guy Podcast Show